View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Praise the Lord, I was born to travel. Good evening. It's episode 65 of View from 202. Trying not to cough throughout this entire recording is me, Britt, joined by Alex Beaches Chang and Sam Place. I'll try not to sniffle. <clears throat> I've had the sniffles. So we're all sick here. <laughs> how are, how are you doing cost. otherwise? Yeah. Uh, I'm going on vacation soon. Cape Cod. I was one of those. Very close to the worst city in the Northeast, Boston, Massachusetts. True. Well, speaking of... I'm sure there are plenty in New Hampshire that'll <laughs> give Boston a run for its money, though. Yeah. Um, New like England the entire is, state. We are yeah. watching New England right now just getting seriously put to work. They're down nine men in the first half, already down three now. So that, that's probably the end of their season Martinez right here, I would, I would guess. But um, anything big going on now? Um, Complex Con is happening. Okay. Listeners should go to that in Long Beach, California. Yeah, if you're one of our LA listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, let's just cut to the chase. So we had a we had a ho hum game this week, one one. Um, yeah, is that good? Should we just end it there? That's yeah. about that's about it. That's right? the recap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Bradley uh, leads the scoring for us. Uh, I think it was our. Er- I don't know if it's our earliest goal this season, but what minute was it? Was it? Pretty. I don't know. Definitely one of our our earliest. It was kind of a nice, refreshing change of pace. I thought for a second we might actually just open the floodgates. See, here's the thing, though. I feel like if we went down the goal first, we would have won this game. <sighs> I don't know. I can't even. I don't even know where to begin on those counterfactuals. <laughs> um, but it did look for like for a second, like we might be kind of breaking loose because Bradley put a second one into the net before it was ruled offside, uh, which it, it definitely was. Um, his first goal kind of looked like it might have been offside for a second. I think Muel might have looked offside. Oh, he was offside. Yeah. But yeah, Bradley was safely on. Um, but then it, uh, you know, it was really kind of not a very exciting game of soccer. Um, almost just kind of bland and bad overall. But eventually we concede... In the second half, uh, courtesy of actually a very similar kind of ball that we scored on. Uh, after a corner, um, ball, the ball gets whipped out to Chicago, who puts it back in or, or loops it back in over the top. Um, and we only had one defender, Escobar, trailing the runner, who sl- slides it over to Nemanja Nikolic, who, of course, breaks his scoring drought against us. Um, and that was all the scoring for the day. To be honest, Solanyak uh, should have scored a couple minutes later. Um, and earlier in the first half, Michael Delu um, hit one off the crossbar that, although deflected, he was probably uh, unlucky on a little bit. But uh, we have a couple sub appearances from uh, Keita, among others. Um, but really, that's that's all I have on this one. I don't I don't have uh, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, it was a boring game. Like, yeah. it was just it was just not a great game of soccer. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much all I think I can say about that. Is that a testament to like strong defensive 
uh, no midfield midfielders in in the sense of like Dax versus Felipe. No, and just like breaking up plays. It, it wasn't and not quite the these... same like spectacle as it was last time. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a duel. no. I, I don't know what you mean. Like remember last time when 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 Chicago came to Red Bull Arena and we we saw that Dax and Felipe were and Sasha Sasha and Dax pretty much also just had like a very strong battle between each other and it was mm-hmm. it was kind of like. Uh, a meeting of two minds. Well, Schweinsteiger also played that game, and he did not play uh, today, right? This week, last week, rather. I, I think it was just a lack of um, finishing, a lack of good offense, um, more than it was any kind of really good defensive play, because the game was pretty sloppy too, in my opinion. I think Doyle, Matt Doyle, took about like four sentences in his weekly recap to explain the game, and and honestly, I think that's all you needed. Um, and he, I think, said that both teams are probably okay with that result. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's true. I mean, that's definitely if you listen to post-match comments, it's true on our end. But um, I think that the, the kind of banality of this game was mostly a result of that, just both teams being okay with being kind of conservative um, and eking out a point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, other notable developments is that Mario is a, a – warm-up scratch so Salzizo featured once again at the right um we have the first uh assist I think from Fidel Escobar who curls in a really delightful ball into uh Sasha Kleschen who for once gets a head uh, assist off of a header into Bradley Wright Phillips uh which is I think something new it's kind of see the nice to see a little bit of total football well i don't know if that's really appropriate uh there i believe that puts sasha question uh in the number one overall total assists record for the club i think that's his 50th or 51st and puts him ahead of thierry Henry with 49 so i think uh congrats to sasha on that um i don't know any other any other big developments i mean verone gets a, a solid stretch of time uh, i think tyler adams plays well but Tyler Adams chats some shit. Yeah. You can hear him like, like uh, he's just like, I don't, it's it's great. I mean, I love that he has a lot of confidence. He's been um, hanging out with Felipe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But like, you could like see him mouthing like, "Get the fuck out of here!" like several <laughs> times to defenders in Chicago. Um, and, and like, I, I like the energy. I think it's great. Is that um, what they teach in Wappingers Falls? Yeah, yeah, probably lawless Wappingers Falls. <laughs> New York. Um, uh, Adam lives in uh, Julia's friend. Adam lives in Wappingers Falls proper now. We should we should go now and just tell everyone we know Tyler Adams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to run cross country races up there. It's got a great, it's a bunch of great running trails. But uh, yeah, not not notorious for their uh, shit talking central defensive midfielders and sometimes right wing backs. Uh, so uh, either either way, um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like that he has this confidence. Oh, could we talk about Tyler Adams um, positionally? Because I'm not really sure if he played the Sean Davis role. This game, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I was going to bring up next is that we we were missing Davis because uh, he had yellow card accumulation, which is something we missed last week. Um, it was interesting to see uh, how we filled that role. I don't know what's what's your opinion on what we did. Um, what's your read? I, I think well, Adams was in very advanced places for a lot of the game, so mm. I think he might have taken the Sean Davis role. Hmm. If it was, I, I don't think it was super noticeable. I mean. Uh, I mean, if you look at the lineup cards, it, it, it would lead you to believe that. But during, during the, the game, cards, yeah. also had us with four in the back. So yeah, 
yeah i mean even the adjusted ones but like either way like he, i don't know i think he's always going to be a little more defensive minded yeah. no matter what and uh, if he's going to add anything in. to the attack it's going to be out wide where he can beat people's speed yeah that's true yeah i think it was noteworthy i mean our, our best spells of the game were probably the first 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then the final 15 and 20 mm-hmm. Um, where I think the subs did make a difference. Kata made a positive contribution, and we finally got back on the back foot after being kind of out of it for uh, a solid mid-portion of the game. And Verone had some substantial minutes this game. Yeah, and I think it was noteworthy that a lot of our chances in that final quarter of an hour, I think, were coming from set pieces across from that side. Mm -hmm. It was, um, I think... slightly more wide than we we have been playing this time we just couldn't really find the touch um i i think part of that might be because of the lack of davis um and we didn't have that uh kind of linchpin or connection for sasha up top so we kind of funneled out wide a little bit more uh i suppose that you could say that you know we we may finish just one of those chances better and, and maybe we should have and maybe the expectation should be to get three points out of that, that that kind of chance creation at the end, but really I think it was the res- the result that was deserved for both teams. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you you mentioned this on Twitter, but um, it, it just doesn't feel like we've had like a must win game in a while. Yeah, I was going to talk about that in segment two, but um, I don't know that that's I saw in the All Access video that they released that um, Jesse's read in in to the locker room not to the press, to the locker room, he was basically saying that it was a good point to get, that we basically forced uh, Chicago to drop two at home, and we'll take that any day. Yeah. Do you think Do you think that's on, or do you think that's that's not I mean, take, take, take away the context of, like, uh, uh, the last few games, then, like, yeah, sure, that's fine. You just look at the table, and then you look at the potential points from that game, and you say a point in the road's fine. Yeah. But then you look at, like, Chicago's last several games and the fact that they, that they lost to Minnesota at home and that gave Minnesota their first win on the road in all season uh, and we can only muster a goal uh, with a team that's missing uh, argue, arguably the highest profile player uh, I'm not I mean I'm not particularly thrilled about the, the whole the outcome I don't know we're missing people too though you have to think about that we're missing Davis we're missing Royer we're missing um, Mario right yeah sure you're missing a handful of players but like you're also you're you're not playing some players who maybe deserve a chance to to start in the eleven, yeah, uh, and and create the chances that like we're very clearly so you're not saying Kaida should have started. Sure, yeah, why not? Uh, I mean, that would make make a lot of sense to me. Uh, but I think that that like we just could have went into the game and 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 probably executed it a bit better by making better decisions in the starting 11 in my opinion obviously i don't know as much as jesse or anybody on the staff uh, but i'm getting kind of frustrated with the the same cast of characters underperforming and being subbed out within the 50th to 70th minute who is that cast of characters you'd say is it alex Muil? is it um i don't know i mean well what it is, is it's, it's, just getting tired it's usually days. it's usually davis and Muil who get subbed out right. davis for fitness and and Muil for underperformance and so uh, it, it does get kind of frustrating to see that happen again and again uh and then you see players come in uh you know i, I think that there an argument can be made that verone is the type of player who should be coming off the bench and should be like add injecting this pace uh to the game in the in the 75th to you know 90th minute but i think 
uh, Kaita deserves to st- to to start a game uh, or at least see some minutes, and then yeah, it'll be nice when Royer's back, obviously. Yeah, I uh, think Jesse's just taking his time with the luxury that he has and the uh, scenario that we're in to ease Kaita maybe into that starting role. But I, I don't I don't think that um, I think it's too early to start Kaita, in my opinion. Okay, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of detract, sure. kind of very, you know. But you're generally frustrated. Yeah, I would say going back to my original point, I'm not particularly thrilled with a point at a out of form Chicago. Sure. All right, so who's your goat for this draw away? Bradley. He almost scored twice. <laughs> I think it's been a while since I've thought that BWP put in like a, a solid performance. I do like how he seems to be celebrating West with every single goal, goal he scores. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, he will achieve I think the true. He's just too tired to celebrate anymore. <laughs> this one was like in the seventh minute or whatever. Yeah, I but mean, he's Brad's getting old, man. It's just it's just routine for him though. Um, but he he will one day achieve the full status <laughs> and uh, mentality of the Henri lean. Uh, Sam, Sam what about uh, you? Yeah, I thought Bradley put on a good shift. He scored a goal. That's what a striker's supposed to do. Could have had a second. Very very close. Yeah, I'll keep it simple with uh, Bradley as well. Um, all right, so what about Wotes? Um, Will just didn't. I was very frustrated with with his performance. Yeah, he deserved to come really? off. I agree with. Yeah, yeah. I just think about all, all the people in the eleven. I think he just. He, I mean, he, he deserved to come off first. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was frustrated with the the same old, you know, frustrations that I've had over the last several episodes. But and I don't even think that he's not confident. I just don't think that he has the the touch right now. Well, I, I think, don't know. I will say that we did gloss over uh, the pass that he made in Dallas that led to BWP's backheel one-touch assist. Yeah, but that we're was talking a very about good Chicago. Pass. I know, but <laughs> you guys are just talking about the recent stretch of Muel games, and I thought we should mention... Well, I, we, but, like, we, one or two moments shouldn't, like, dictate, you know, starting every single game. And then I'll also go back to the point where it's, like... It, I remember that I said this like a couple months ago where yeah, I was yeah. just like very frustrated because I think that there's, like, there's just like a lot of like mediocre performances but then every once in a while there's this flash of really strong play and promise and then that keeps him in the 11 um, and so you know I, I, I don't really know uh, I'd say overall though like in the last several games you know there are flashes of good performances and there's also like there's sometimes it seems like he's about to break through. Uh, I think that the Orlando game was the time where I thought mm-hmm. he was really going to break through and score a couple goals, but uh, he just hadn't done it. And in the last few games, it doesn't. Uh, I think he's got even gone a little further away from that. I'm kind of amused by the, the, the difference in narrative that you've had uh, <laughs> towards Muil from the beginning of the season to now. What was my narrative? Well, because I, I, I feel like at the beginning of the season, you're like, yeah, Muil's going to like get a lot of minutes this season he's gonna get better and he has a lot of potential because he's young well sure and, and then it's just showing more and more that he's just not either consistent or good oh my narrative hasn't changed it's just that i am now coming to the realization that my hopes are, are, are probably not going to be met for this sure. season fair enough which is disappointing so brit um i don't know i i I don't know. I don't want to lump in with the rest of the crowd here. Maybe I'll mention Laid. I don't know. I thought Laid. I, I, I'm kind of unsatisfied Laid, with I know Laid. You, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I wasn't satisfied with Laid, but you know, I thought he you know filled in the role he needed to. Yeah. Fill. Oh no, just a harsh one. Um, I don't know. Who should we? I'm having another one of those moments where it's like, who who should we uh, have on the left wing? I mean, we've pretty much agreed that Taxi is now more comfortable at that left center back position than the outright left wide back, um, and 
Adams is a better fit on the right rather than the left. I'm for, like forgetting now who, who would even be our left back. Is Sal Zizzo. How many so how many know. games did did Adams start on the left in the left wing back position? Uh, oh, gotta be only one or two, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I I mean, I, I definitely think he he looks he looks better on the right, but we, it's also we've seen more games of him on the right. I don't know if he. Uh, can do the same on the left, but, but I'm also not kidding when I say Sal Zizzo. I think Sal Zizzo could be a decent left wing back. I mean, that's that's isn't that where he was during NYCFC? Yeah, uh, no, I think Kamar was. I yeah. think Kamar was left wing back, and and he was left center he was back. Just, he was just bad. <laughs> so yeah, because you wouldn't have the defensive responsibilities, and I don't know. Um, sometimes when you watch like. So, like Marcus Alonso, for example, um, he doesn't really pass the eye test, but he's a very solid left wing back, um, and I feel like Sal Zizzo kind of has the same effect. Speaking of Sal Zizzo, okay, 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 go on. He's my zote. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a zote today. Oh, yeah, uh, this past weekend for sure. Yeah, he was pretty zoty. <laughs> um, I kind of want to give some sort of mention to uh, I don't know Long maybe in in just to highlight our failure of the back line to really get back and, and yeah. actually hustle on the goal by um, Nikolic. Uh, I don't know if it was really solely on him, but it's pretty much only Escobar who's who's tracing the runner there. Um, and Nikolic just has, you know, basically an entire 10-yard radius around him. And then did you guys notice that Robles was punching the ball a lot more often than he usually does? I think it's just because he's coming out more. Because um, I think he came out particularly a um, lot of uh, many times. True. In this game. He he kind of looked a little uncomfort- uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I think so. so it, was, it was a weird weird game because uh, he had that great save. Uh, oh, that was such a good within, save, yeah. within the six yard box. That yeah. was great. But like, there were a couple moments where I was just kind of puzzled by his decision making. He went out really early for some balls, uh, and he, he like there were a couple where he just like totally. Uh, uh, underestimated like how how far out the ball was and just was in no man's land and then I, I don't really know what what ended up how I, you know we we got bailed out because they didn't score but there were just a couple like very like head scratching moments yeah. yeah I mean I I think Solanyak really sh- it should have scored on that ball more so than Louis saving it and he didn't particularly cover himself in glory on the actual goal either. Um, you know, you can't blame him for that. Can't really blame him on, for that though, because we've just come to expect him to save that because he's been so. Well, good he was stuck for, in no man's land, yeah, and yeah. I think given I don't know if he's not going to go out and get that before it even hits Delu's foot. Uh, you know, there's no way I think Delu is is shooting from there. I mean, I guess he could have headed it on from there, but in which case, I think it's still better to stay home. So I think that was kind of an awkward spot for him, but not enough for me to really give him the actual yeah quote. Um, cool. Yeah. Everyone agrees on the Zote, yeah. Zotes. Yeah, I think Zizzo had incredible Zote potential this Take game. us to the break, Britt. All right, so that's going to be a wrap on the Ho-Hum 1-1 draw away at Chicago. Uh, join us for segment two, where we have a twofer. Uh, we both have the away or the home game for Philadelphia, and then, of course, the U.S. Open Cup final next Wednesday. So it's going to be a big one. Join us after the break. Hey, young boy, have a penetrate. Face, young boy, done caught a case. Crack.
alternate, you are the opposite. Stop the shit, chop your esophagus. Bitches be bopping and bow down and popping and dropping it in her esophagus. She is so nasty in public, she classy. Perhaps she gets able to swallow it. Girl, I could make you a star. Then I put her ass on Apollo, bitch. Bitch, I am ultimate. Behold my awesomeness. Narcissist, part time in arsonist. Ripping through cartilage, I am the hardest bitch. Wrap it up, putting sarcophagus. Dearly departed, it's done when it started. So now that I'm living so harmonious. Feeling like Spartacus, gets carried the ultimate. I am the best, there's no politics. Bitch, I'm ultimate. Alright, welcome back to segment two of episode 65 of View from 202. Uh, we come back now and. Do I say? Did I already say New England's down to nine men? I did, but now they're down four zero at the end of the first half. Uh, so let me underscore that being the end of New England's se- season, practically. Uh, speaking of other scores, let's go back to last week and look at the Eastern Conference. SKC uh, totally flubbed their chance to get points off of NYC at Yankee Stadium. So Yankee, uh, the yeah, the Yankees walk away with a one zero win. Um, Toronto puts a hammer down on San, on San Jose 4-0. It's basically a certainty that they've won the Shield. However, Portland does get a point, or three all three points, uh, at Yankee Stadium last Saturday, 1-0. Uh, elsewhere, we have New England pick up a 1-0 win on, over Montreal in a battle that is relevant for that last sixth spot. And then we have um, Philadelphia get a point at Minnesota. Orlando beat DC, which is now so far down the table that it's irrelevant to us. Columbus drops two points at home to SKC, which is good for us. And Atlanta opened Mercedes-Benz Stadium against FC Dallas to a tune of 3-0 victory, which means the standings are crowded, and they don't actually look that good uh, for the New York Red Bulls right now. We look relatively safe in fifth place at 41 points with 27 games played. Uh, but in the last couple weeks, I've gotten kind of a little bit glib about the standings. Uh, so I'm going to take a, a more serious look at them right now um, and say that, okay, it's already obvious, I think, that we're not winning the Shield. Toronto FC already has 59 points. It's out of reach. But now with NYCFC picking up that win against San Jose and us only getting a point out of our last games, I think it's it's pretty much safe to say we're not going to get the top two spots or a seed and a buy in the playoffs either uh it would basically require us almost winning out and nycfc would have to drop uh six points and we'd have to go pretty much perfect it can be done it could be done it's not unheard (laughs) of um it does kind of remind me of uh arsenal spurs two years ago (laughs) when it almost looked assured that spurs would finally do it and then newcastle happened yeah so Really, right now, the the universe of possibilities is between three versus six for the New York Red Bulls. We are battling out Chicago, Columbus, and Atlanta uh, per sports club stats. Uh, That's pretty much the pack of teams that are going to make it. Um, I think all of those teams have 90% chances of making it. Uh, So really, it's just a question of whether we host that play-in game. You know, look, I, I took a chance. I took a second to sketch out. I think two possibilities for how the rest of the season could go. Um, if you listened last year, you might remember that we did kind of a target points thing for the whole second half of the season. Um, this is not going to be as detailed as that, but looking at the last six or so, six or seven games to the season, uh, I have painted a 
good scenario, an aggressive scenario, and a, uh, I guess, kind of worst case scenario as I see it. I see that we're going to play three different kinds of teams for the rest of the season. The first type is teams that are just straight up worse than us, uh, that I would expect us to ideally beat no matter what. Uh, that is this week's opponent, Philadelphia and uh, DC United. Uh, we are going to play DC two more times with us this season and Philadelphia once. Then the other tier of teams I see us playing are basically at our level, uh, good teams on their day and uh, you know, capable of maybe getting a point from us at home and then it wouldn't be a shock if we lose away. That is basically Vancouver, Atlanta, and Columbus. And then the final tier of teams is basically Toronto alone, who I don't think we're going to get any points off of whatsoever. Nah. So if we can, <laughs> <There's no way>. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> if, if, if we can get, uh, if we can hold serve and win out at home, that will do wonders for us. We actually have four of our games remaining at home. And then we have a, way, a game away at DC United for the last game of the season. And DC are, are so dire and we'll be up for it since a, it's a rivalry game that if we could get three points there, that would go a long way. Um, and I could see us drawing away at Columbus and then allowing for a loss at Toronto. Uh, I could see us finishing the season 5-1-1 one, and one if, we, if we really keep our dominance at home and get 16 of 21 points and that would put us at 57 points for the season and i think a very good uh very good position Wait, how many points does nycfc already have 50 so 57's like pushing for that spot though nycfc would have to get less than seven points in six games uh, yeah no they got it this year is just historically high then for the, yeah, for the Eastern for the Conference, East, it really yeah. is. If because we won the Shield with fifty nine, with fifty nine two years ago, yeah. which Toronto already has, and we won it in twenty thirteen with fifty six points. So Toronto really is, uh, really is tearing it up. Uh, and then the other scenario that I see, which actually should be reassuring, really, is that if we basically only beat the teams that are much worse than us at home, which would be Philadelphia and DC, and we go two, two, and three. We drop points to Vancouver and Atlanta at Red Bull Arena, and we only get a point at RFK, and we lose at both Columbus and Toronto, which I could also see this team doing right now. Yep. We've drawn three in a row. I could see us just playing to the level of all of our opponents and then only really beating the truly abject. That would be only nine of the 21 remaining points, but that would put us on 50 points, which is pretty safe. Yeah, um, That would probably put us as six seed. So the moral of the story, I think, is that... Uh, Succeed's not safe. <laughs> well, no, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like in playoffs. Yeah. Um, according to Sports Club stats, we would need to get as low as 46 points on the season to be an under 50% chance of making the playoffs, which means we'd have to only get five points from the remaining 21, uh, which would be, I think, a... a disaster. Un unprecedented disaster. Um, I mean, there was the 2009 season where Toronto only had to, all they had to do was beat us, uh, who were terrible that year, and they blew it 5-0. <laughs> that, that's going to live in infamy forever, but um, it, it's basically certain, I think, that we're going to make playoffs. It's just a question of where. But that brings us to this weekend at Philadelphia, because in both of these scenarios, even the worst-case scenario and the best, we get a win at home at Philly. And Peaches, as you alluded to... Uh, earlier in the first segment it, it kind of feels different it, there's been 
there hasn't been a game in a while where we've suited up and the expectation is we have to get all three points here. We've also not really played, I feel like, opponents, except for Chicago maybe, but that was away and there were conditions, but like play opponents that we're competing with for spots. That's true. There's there's the Dallas and Portland games. Um, and then even before that, uh, Orlando, I think, is really the last game you could arguably say that, you know, this was a must win. We must do it. But even though that was so early in the season that you could still think, oh, well, there's time to, you know, make it up <laughs> right. going on. And even though Philadelphia is one of the worst teams in the league right now and, and not going to make playoffs, this is a unique kind of pressure that I haven't felt all season yet. And I'm worried that we may play down to our opponents. Well, I, I, on that note, though, it's good that we've been so good on the road this season. It has, yeah. It has been good. Um, but I, I hope that we haven't developed an attitude of complacency. Sure. Going into Dallas, going into Portland, going into uh, um, even the Derby game at home. I think you know we wanted that w- to win that one, obviously. But NYCFC are a good team this year, so there was kind of an excuse baked into all of those. Um, especially the Portland one since yeah. it was after the semifinal. Um, so I'm anxious to see how the team responds to this uh, request or this this call for absolute dominance, period, no stop. Do you think they're up to it against a bad Philly team? No, but, you know, we're playing at home, right? <laughs> yeah. So should we just move into predictions for that game? Sure, I guess if that's if that's all you. Wow, I don't know. Do you, do, do you know anything about Philly this season? Um, Except for them being bad. Keegan Rosenberry's doing that, rocking that sophomore slump. Uh, uh, Bedoya is just actually not that good of a player, and they. I don't know. I mean, he's not. Nothing. He's just not Nogueira or Barnetta. Was he's just yeah. not. He's just not that good. I mean, he's, he's fine. Like he's just a fine player, but like it's clearly not uh, what. Philly needed him to be when they signed him. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know. They look lifeless, but this is the type of game where, like, Philly could just... I mean, is, Wait, spoiler. It, is it early? Too early? Is it too early to say spoiler? I guess, no, it's not. But, no. like, yeah, it, it, I see DC doing that and Philly doing that in the, in the three games that we have against the two of them. So Trap game. Like, Maurice Adu has made his burr, return burr. to the Philadelphia Union after what f- has felt like years. Uh, CJ Sapong, I think, maybe has, has caught on um, a little bit of form once again. Uh, I could, I could see him scoring a hat trick, um, but <laughs> right, yeah. No, the only person who can score against us to that level is Chris Pontius. He still plays for them, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think everything is set up really for a spectacular trap uh, game, r- yeah. And exactly. d- so, so we realistically <laughs> don't have <laughs> nice, very nice. <laughs> we don't have any new new our players coming returning from injury. No, Royer, uh, uh, who will start. Yeah, sure, but we're expected to have a full cast of players available. So, I mean, uh, I think we've taken our time with Mario, which is good. I think that's like that's exactly what we should be doing. And it's our, it's just more important to save him for a potential Open Cup appearance anyway. I, I mean, I think that if we want to make a serious run in the playoffs, something needs to click soon uh, because the, the draws are, are fine. You know, away points are fine. Uh, but when you watch us for, uh, for 90 minutes, I mean, you don't look at that team and say, oh, wow, they're cup contenders. Uh, no. Uh, MLS Cup contenders, I guess, because we'll talk about the Open Cup in a second. But uh, um, 
I, I think that we need to have a game like that. You know how uh, the one that always comes to mind, or you know, in the last couple of years, is the Portland game right. uh, at at LA. That was huge uh, because LA looked really good, and they never lose at home, uh, at least until this season. Uh, and and they they ended up scoring five goals on the road. I think we need a game like that. Could be it could be the Toronto game. I was gonna Jeez. say <laughs> like that could be the game. Uh, but I, but I hope that we start to uh, really find that form in these next. Uh, several seven games so uh, I don't know if it's going to be uh, at, in this game uh, I don't think it is but I hope it's soon yeah I I would expect Mario to be back he was a, a game time scratch last week um, hopefully the, the injury is nothing serious um, a Royer cameo would be nice uh, I would not mind a Keita they, on the broadcast they said Keita is it Kaita, though? I don't know. He also said a lot of things I mean, wrong. I feel like in Germanic languages, E-I is usually yeah. pronounced I. But it's Gambian name. It's a West African name. Mm, yeah. I don't know. Um, but he's what? Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. Right. But the, the name... Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wouldn't mind seeing a starting appearance from him yeah. or even Etienne, really. Like, who better to, to get some minutes against than a bottom-of-the-table team? I guess, you know... Like a bottom of the table Western Conference team is the only thing better, but uh, I think we have should have enough leeway against. Yeah, we're we playing LA soon again. <laughs> oh. Jesus, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I see us coming away with a win. Still, um, I'm gonna go two zero with a BWP goal and a Royer goal in a substitution. It's I think it's gonna be gutsy and we're gonna make it look like we're gonna choke maybe and then we're just gonna come in and put one away in the 70th mm. or 80th minute and mm. we're gonna feel safe see i hate that narrative because i could see it happening if you didn't say it well yeah that's true actually yeah uh, my, so my prediction is gonna be a nervy 2-1 um and i think that Pontius is gonna score first against us and we score we we pull back in like the 75th minute or something and score a game winner in like the 83rd wow that's nice I'm gonna say three two, because <clears throat> we need to score goals if we're gonna win. Um, uh, but I, I see because I, I just see I see I see Pontius as the type of player who just scores like the most pain in the ass goals against us. Last and time we played them, he didn't come in until late. Yeah, yeah. So like, come on, Jim Curtin, don't you know? The <laughs> Do you basics? know anything? That's how you beat the no, Red Bulls. You don't know anything. <laughs> That's why you're in the bottom of the table. Yeah, true. <laughs> so. Um, but I'm I'm surprised he's still there. Uh, but anyway, I see three two. Uh, I see Sasha Verone, Verone, and uh, a Felipe set piece goal. Felipe, it's been a while since Felipe scored. I think. I think it's about time. Yeah, I see it. I like it. It's gonna be my first home game in a it's while. Gambler's fallacy, though. I didn't go to the Derby. Um, and before that, I think Orlando was my last home game. Mm, damn. Even even if even for you guys, well, you're gonna be gone. But yeah. it'll be your first home game in a while too. Yeah, last time I was in Cape Cod, we lost to Toronto at Toronto. Why, why would you say that? Um, and oh, was that that game where Giovinco scored that goal? Uh, pro- probably there That's were a lot of, of goals uh, that that were that goal. Uh, but but um, yeah, we were we were like up, we were winning, convincing first half, and then just fell apart in the second. Uh, and so uh, we, I'm glad that we've kind of moved away from that, seemingly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not, we we don't score early. We don't definitely don't score early, and we also don't collapse we'll in the seventy fifth. I don't know. We'll see. But all um, right. So we'll I don't think there's really a pattern to this team this year, though. I yeah, agree. <laughs> so we see a solid three points on Sunday, but that leads us to the big marquee matchup for the week. Um, Tuesday or is it? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. A week from today, twentieth. The twentieth. Um, 
away at SKC, and we're playing on Sunday, the day before. We're going to be playing the U.S. Open Cup Final. I believe I saw Metro Fanatic rated it as our third most Im- uh, important game in our history, or something near so there. So the MLS Cup Final? Yeah. And I think the the, the five other two US oh, the five two should win over Chicago for the, for the first shield, huh. uh, being the other one. Mm. Um, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, do you think we should rotate intentionally on Sunday in preparation for Wednesday? Well, you talk yes. about somebody. Oh, I just I just shat messing that. Um, <laughs> you uh, talk about uh, if at, I'm Etienne. Red Bull, Etienne though, for real. Yeah. He, should, he should get a start. Let's uh, let's rest up some. Hey, let's get the attack. hard questions. Hey, why don't we give Verona a start up top? <laughs> rest I wouldn't mind BP, it. Yeah. I think going on the edges is an easy call. But do you do you rest somebody like Felipe, yes. Sasha, or Davis? So Felipe, I think, should get one game of rest this season. I think it depends on how he's feeling. I mean, yeah. if the dude's feeling go. good. Uh, I wouldn't want to mess up his like his rhythm. That's true. I mean, I feel like he's he he has that expectation. He's the type of player who probably has the expectation he's going to play every game this he's season. The, he's <laughs> the guy that I trust the most. To yeah, that's to, true. To but it, if I'm looking towards playoffs too, like I feel like Felipe's going to get fatigued by then. I guess um, the U.S. Open Cup final is a bit more important. Right yeah, now. I mean, I'll take it's the most tangible. I'll take thing that risk have. for this week. Maybe I'll rest Felipe later on this season. Knowing Jesse, he's not going to rest anyone though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not Tyler Adams because he's 18. Definitely play Muil, uh, so that he <laughs> doesn't have to play on Wednesday. All right. So other lineup decisions are um, a th- who's going to go in goal. I know I, we just have to bring it up. I know who we think should go in, but apparently Jesse is going to announce after the Philly game on Sunday who's I, going to start. He's going to announce that it's Ryan Mara. I mean, I mean, I hope. I don't think Louise would let. Louise would probably like feign injury if anything to let. I don't. I mean, I don't know about that, but uh, it's it's an odd decision to withhold it this late, especially if he is going to announce Mara. Well, I feel like Jesse's just been doing this thing this season where he pretends that he's more mysterious than he is, where he just releases the same lineup every week, but he thinks, (laughs) you know, like that everyone thinks that because he puts them all in a line that he might play a different formation or something. So bold. Yeah, number 55 is a center back crazy. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I, I'll just reiterate my vote in confidence with Mara. I think we should finish the cup with It's his keeper. tournament. Yeah. Uh, and it, but it, would just, it would be weird not to yeah. at this point. I feel like it just wouldn't feel right. And it also shattered the kid's confidence. Kid, he's 26. He shatters confidence a bit. Yeah, but that's also like, I feel like that's kind of a, a big team thing to have like a very suitable cup keeper. Well, no, yeah, I, I, so. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think we both ag- agree with, on, in that statement. I'm just saying that if he doesn't play, like if he were to not start, if Jesse were to be right. like, oh, like, I'm, I'm going to play it safe, like that would, that would, I mean, I feel terrible. For I don't even Mara. think that's safe for for the Open Cup because Mara is so much better at saving penalties. That's true. I think if he pulls some Jurgen Klinsmann shit and tries to sub in <laughs> Mara in the 89th <laughs> minute, yeah, then I quit. <laughs> or the hundred and twentieth minute. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I'm on the same page as you. But. So well, the good the good news is that um, SKC looked pretty bad this this uh, last week against NYCFC. Um, they did, however, get a point in Columbus on the weekend, which is good because Columbus is pretty good at home. Yeah, um, but looking at uh, their lineup, um, they of course recently handed over Dom Dwyer to Orlando for that huge pile of cash, uh, which means that really they're... Well, it depends. Dom Dwyer has not scored a goal yet. 
Well, yeah, but is that his fault or is that Orlando's well, fault? Well, they don't get the money if he doesn't meet performance incentives. Oh, that's right. There are incentives. Uh, but anyway, so players to look out for for SKC is, of course, Benny Failhaber, who um, I think kind of mirrors question in some ways and yeah. that he's, he's come back to MLS and took a while to, or took a second to heat up, but then it's kind of cooled back down a little bit, no longer on the I US radar. I think both radar. of them kind of have a, a sign curve of yeah. performance. Um, we have Graham Zuzzi, um, who is still playing for the U.S. national team. Starting right back. Yeah, he's kind of uh, had a bit of a Zizzo conversion or a uh, Brad Davis conversion uh, before him. Um, we have Beasler and Opara as a center back pairing. Still very solid center yeah. back yeah. pairing. I think it's going to be hard to score. Um, and then uh, Roger Espinoza. I think the he's once still again. there. Well, I mean, he went to the EPL and now he's back. Yeah. Um, uh, so a somewhat EPL quality um, keep, oh, five uh, nil. midfielder. Rip oh, New England. That's wow. brutal. In the 69th minute, too. Actually, it's the 70th nice. minute. But uh, almost nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think we break down this SKC team? Uh, do you think yeah. we have it in us to play a against a – I'm going to assume SKC is going to sell out this Open Cup on yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, but it's sure. only 18,000 people. Well, that's true. But yeah, but I think – still. Yeah. I mean, they'll be loud. It's a tough, They're, tough away game. I yeah. mean, and the stakes are high. A so. place that we do not play well in. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like this team this year is better at, I guess, not the derbies, but like better at big game mentality or like a, a, a knockout tournament. They're just they just have a, a better mindset towards it. Like they, if, if you were if they were able to deal with the Cincinnati atmosphere, I think they'll be able to deal with the Cauldron. But they, so. they also, I mean, they were they. they Got bailed, they got bailed out because they were just a much much more fit team that ended up breaking down Cincinnati. That's also true. Uh, in the last fifteen minutes of regular time, and the last in the entire thirty of yeah, of and we're playing time. sporting fit. Yeah, and and uh, Beasler. Yeah, we're playing a Peter Vermees team, so you know it's going to be a fit team. And Beasler and Opara are not going to give Bradley Wright Phillips the kind of space that. Uh, Cincinnati's fullbacks gave, I mean, center backs gave him to make those in the perfect headers. Somewhat, yeah. Minutes, yeah. Um, so scoring late, I think, will will remain a challenge, or scoring at all. But what about them scoring? I mean, like, I, I I'm much less convinced that they'll be able to score against us. Too. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I would really prioritize having that core of Long, Escobar, Murillo, and. Uh, taxi fit for Wednesday if Jesse's looking at the scorecard thinking about rotation I think that that's the four names I want on the sheet so I guess I have a question um and I guess it all depends on the status of Aurelian Colin who's still hurt uh do we know his timeline at this point he's walking around with a boot He's still walking around with a boot, but and is that like a precautionary thing? It's a, I think it's a plantar fasciitis. Yeah, right. So, so does does that mean he's off it entirely in terms of training and fitness? <sighs> I'm assuming yes. him to be out until I see him on the field. I mean, it, I know I know like, we issue injury updates every week, but uh, it's kind of I wouldn't even. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I, but I guess the point I'm making is that we have a couple of veteran players who also both happen to play for SKC who have experience at. The, at, at the stadium, for uh, and we're both, you know, well, very well liked for the team, right? In in in, in Sal and Aurelian Cullen, and so oh uh, yeah, Sal was on the Benny Failhopper show, and, and so so what do you what do you what do you do with those types of players, those veterans who actually have like good uh, experience and high pressure situations in their in the in their MLS past, maybe not in the last you know few weeks. 
yeah, my, my mind rushes very quickly back to the Yankee Stadium game uh, where Sal you know, underperformed tremendously. But when you look at their past in MLS, their familiarity with the, the system, what do, you, what do you do with these players? So, uh, I mean, I think Colin obviously is not going to play. Um, and if he should provide a little bit of a, a mentorship role, maybe. Um, I feel like Sal Zezo is just not the quality that we need for that kind of game. So, uh, probably the same way and, and just kind of like a. Uh, a guidance or you know that kind of uh, leadership role six oh no yeah i mean i w- i would oh. uh maybe oh, they beat our record rip <laughs> i would maybe put um i i don't want to see sal at center back again i think he yeah i agree not now is not that time to rehabilitate is he, is, he, is he the left wing back maybe i would rather that i would maybe, maybe put put sal starting out on the left and if his right footedness ends up being an issue move taxi out there and uh put in pair now or go to four in the back yeah um and i think that would be that would be preferable um cool but yeah i mean most only other thing i was going to say about environment is that most of these guys um have were also the same guys who went down to guatemala who went down to el salvador right um, that kind of thing and national team experience as well for some of them in loud environments so i think they'll be able to play through the cauldron whatever the hell they call it uh, yeah. and should win or should perform regardless of it. That said, what do you think is going to happen oh. Wednesday for the Open Cup? Can't, I mean, you can't, can't predict a loss. 2-1, we win in overtime. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, you have to be optimistic about this, right? It's our, it's our first potential cup. Is, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm going to be optimistic about it. <laughs> I mean, it's either a win or a loss, and I can't say we're gonna. I can't go into this thinking we're gonna lose. But in case you're a good team, so they are a good team. I mean, it's. I think it's. It's gonna be super low scoring. Uh, I agree. So I think it'll be zero. It'll be like an anxiety and, and attack inducing zero zero draw at the end of ninety, uh, and I think somebody scores in extra time. Uh, I, I, what it's, if it, it's gotta Gonzalo? be it's gotta yeah. be Ferone. it's gotta <laughs> zero, be zero dire Gonzalo runs onto a ball at the very end and slots it away in 120th minute yeah I could see it yeah just across the face of goal it's yeah just like, nah it's just gonna be a simple finish no it's it'll be a long it, it'll be ball. like um that new yeah, goal yeah. against New England in the oh Open it'll Cup. be like that kite pass that Gonzalo would have gotten to the end of on the Dallas game I don't know. Yeah. Lost me there. Yeah, lost me there. All right. So I, I see it as I'm going to go with penalties. I think it's going to be 0 0 oh. penalties and it's going to be excruciating. And, and we're going to win on penalties 5 oh. 4. Wow. Is, is Sal Zizzo going to start it up again? Hope. Yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't. <laughs> why not? Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, there you have it. Yeah. So there you have it for the Open Cup. Uh, we're actually, as I announced last week, we're going to do another watch party. On Wednesday at Emblem for the Open Cup. If you're not going to be in Kansas City, I know a lot of you are going out. Uh, and tip of the hat to you for doing that. Uh, you can swing by over in East Williamsburg on Graham Avenue. Uh, I, I had a great time um, last week. Yeah, uh, thanks again to Emblem for having us, and thanks for Matt putting it together. Well um, done. Well done. Uh, yeah, it was especially good considering what a kind of boring game mm-hmm. they served up to us. And we had a good time. Trivia, I think, went well. Congrats to Bill for winning tri- trivia. Um, you could have announced that last week. What do you mean? Oh, that he's yeah, going to win. Have <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully uh, we can do some sort of uh, promotion and, and giveaway again in the future. But Wednesday at kickoff, we're going to be My there dudes. at 
emblem uh, again. So feel free to join us. We're going to have the broadcast no matter what platform it is on. It's um, on ESPN. Oh, perfect. Or ESPN too. Well, we'll so. definitely have that or emblem. Well, I don't own emblem, uh, <laughs> so they will have that. Um, cool. Should we go to emails? Is there anything we're forgetting? I don't know. No, no Benny question this week. It's okay. He told me that he was uh, maybe he was stuck on something. Uh, we did get a different email though. I I, I think I am going to make like a little Benny e- question segment starter. It'll involve air horns. All right. Oh, nice. Okay, we got a uh, lovely email from Gabe Totcherman. He says, "Hey guys, despite a somewhat hey, small yeah. sample size, I think there's enough evidence to pursue the option to buy on both Mario and Escobar's loan contracts. Both guys are young, have shown themselves to be quality players, and could be the anchor of a young and promising backline for years to come. My only concern is that they will both probably be called into Panama's camp when national team call-ups come up and around for the foreseeable future. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks and keep up the good work, Gabe from Bushwick." Hey. P.S. Hey. I just want to shout out the popcorn at RBA as an honorable mention for the best food for your dollar option at the stadium. It's like five bucks, goes great with beer, and you can munch, munch on all it, munch on it all match. They do have give we ever you gotten, a, Have we ever gotten popcorn? There? I have. You know, I usually don't get popcorn at stadiums. I get it for, I get it I for the for the group sometimes, and it does last a long time because they give you a lot of popcorn. Yeah, it's just I just think of that as a movie thing. I don't know. It's kind of weird for me to have huh. it. A, a, sports weird know. it's also i guess healthier as a snack i mean they, they put a lot of salt on it but yeah i think that's a very relative term yeah, yeah. um but to his question i think it's a good question anyway, i think yeah i agree um that they're definitely worth picking up the options on uh it's an interesting point about both of them being gone I for, mean, panama. for panama it's gonna be gonna as happen tough with as any good it's gonna, starter it's right. gonna be as tough as it, how it always is with kamar lawrence we've actually the it's red bulls i think in the last five or so years have been good at getting somewhat, that balance yeah. of a player who's right. like not good enough to be on their national team yeah you're felipe who's a good mls player but clearly not going to be on the, the um, brazil brazil bwp who's not playing for england greatest striker of all time but won't get called into england although he he, he should <laughs> yeah i think he would do better than uh than some of the people they had. I mean, he might Harry be. Kane. It might oh, not make long, that? might not make a lot of sense um, to do it now, but a year or two ago, yeah, why not? I heard some rumbles of it, um, but uh, yeah, I think when factoring in that other good MLS teams and elite MLS teams are also going to have uh, players going out, and then like trying to like factor how many times that are we going to not be on break and playing each other, the chances. It's not going to be a big difference maker. And I think if you try to micro-target that problem too much, you're kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater yeah. a little bit. I mean, the only problem is just that the MLS schedule doesn't honor FIFA days, right? That's that's the biggest issue here. Yeah. I mean, and for the most severe asp- or portions would be the Gold Cup, right? which uh, we would have off and um, other teams would be feeling as well. Yeah. Um, but you could also view it as an opportunity to build in some um, rotation if Ba does come back next year, then you can you figure he can feature, um, as well as guys like Hassan Dam, who uh, mm-hmm. could get an opportunity for some playing time. Tim Schmoll, maybe? Yeah, for, force the rotation a little bit and uh, a little bit of a chance. Connor Laid, center back superstar. <laughs> I, I he will did not play rest. center back this year. I will not rest till I see the Schmoll Laid pairing. <laughs> Someday. Yeah. Someday. Well, it's not two, in the, it's not two center backs anymore. Like yeah, if they're on either side of well, Schmoll has to be. I feel like it has to be like has a to be. What about what about like an AT and T bar, like with Sal Zizzo, just like in the middle. 
I would I would be not is happy that, about is that. Is that a trademarked thing? Isn't what? that just the and cellular just bars? Yeah, is that no, a product they, they placement? Did like, they did like a campaign getting... where they just like stood people who were like in height order saying that those are the Gosh. bars that they're getting. Look, if we're, if we're getting paid to do sponsored content, that's a problem because I haven't seen any of the money. So, um, <laughs> it pays for our website. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I definitely think we should go, especially if we um, do say goodbye to taxi next couple coming years uh, then um, don't even say it. it would be nice to have another wide player at that kind of level of youth but it's part of the business yeah yeah i know and i do think there at least they'll presumably be comfortable with having a countryman and team a uh, national teammate on each other it's not like i'm not totally into like the fut thing the ultimate team thing where yeah, it's yeah. like oh well chemistry, just because they're chemistry. panamanian they have that telepathic link it's like no not not that but like it <laughs> but can't they do hurt. both start for panama yeah it can't hurt for yeah, them to sure. be with each other yeah, more it's because they're playing sense. with each other more yeah. not because of like you know the panamanian brain size <laughs> um <laughs> all right anyway it's a good good question yeah i yeah. mean it all the more reason to have a, a deep back line yeah. So, and, and I think they're great young players. We definitely want to hold on to them. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, is that a wrap? I think it is. So we're going to be at the game on Sunday. What feels like the first time except for forever, Sam. except for Sam. Sam, were you trying to offload that ticket? Uh, yeah. Well, even if you weren't, I just basically advertised it. <laughs> just anyway, just so. like, I don't know, holler at us and I'll just give it to you. I don't, I don't know. Just yeah. we'll figure it out. All right. So you can do so by adding us on Twitter at viewfrom202. Or contact actually from 202.com. Send us an email. That's true. Yes, and you and I'll give you the ticket for free. Whoever does it first. Yeah, best best email or first email. No, best email. Okay, both. I guess if you're the only email, then you still are the best email. But Benny has a has a ticket to the game anyway, right? I don't All right, know. If you don't already not. have a ticket, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. All right, we'll see you on the other side of a fresh new trophy. I'm on my way to an island and I'm popping shit at the pilot Niggas be broke and be starving but still talking shit like they violent They say that they honest, how money these niggas gon' say that they got it Getting out with the kid is success and these niggas gon' blame it on talent They don't wanna see you win, they don't wanna see the race You don't wanna see a bitch caught up in the stars like she out of space Mention that they kind of kind of at the mention and I'm running out of space Tell your homie keep on coming out his mouth and send his his way Niggas barely getting lawyer money. Better get some sick soil money. Running around like a Superman. Don't be selfish, get your mom insurance money. Cause I don't wanna put it on your money. I don't wanna make it happen to your niggas. What you fucking ran the door from? Hopping the red and I bought it this litty again. Slide a fifth in the tropic and litty again. All of my partners is popping, you know that we litty again. All of the fours on college, you know that we litty again. They don't wanna see the squad. They don't wanna see the rain. They don't wanna see a bitch up in the stars like she going out of space. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we Liddy again. Liddy again, Liddy again, I got it, we did it, we Liddy again. Feature money out of safe, went and bought a rape, brought it on college. Niggas talking like they want it when we in the city, they don't want problems. Niggas say they gon' rob us, but nigga, we coming for welfare. I shoot a mullet when I pull it, how you catch a bullet like an NFL player? Don't lie on my dick Lie on they pussy like I hit Can't even be a side side bitch I'm in Nas, tears And you ain't even looking like you a fine Bro, bitches tryna do it for Twitter When they used to do it for Vowel I'm the man of the hour I'm the nigga with the airtime Rose 
Put your bitch up in the stars like she in the airline Niggas talk about my hairline I laugh about it, I be feeling them See, we be both making M's, they be making memes, I be making millions I just counted up a quid miller A QM, that's a quarter million They don't wanna see Jay drop six flying private when he go to Philly Funny money, I know it's silly, but you all feel me When I pull up and I gotta pull her for her. And I promise she gon' know it's litty, motherfucker Hoppin' the red, then I bought it, this Lydia again Fly out of fifth in the traffic and Lydia again All of my partners is poppin', you know that we Lydia again All of the fours on college, you know that we Lydia again They don't wanna see the squad, they don't wanna see the rain They don't wanna see a bitch up in the stars like she going out of space Lydia again, Lydia again, I got it, we Lydia again I know that they haters. I score your bitch like a layup. I make a meal like a layup. I pop a bill just to stay up. I said the lean just to slide up. I'm with my team and we going up. All of these foreigners, they know us. Whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. Like the talker when we meant to soda up. Perfect time and then we blowing up. Fuck it, I'ma light the rally up. Shorty fucking for Chanel. I ain't tripping, that's a coconut. Put the ride to the motor bus. Set the paper full of sofa. Lay on that paper. I am not slacking. Get married to money. I married niggas to married to money. She rich as Mariah. I carried the money and fuck the deposit. I buried the money. I buried the I buried the money and hang out my pocket and buy some money. I act like I ain't used to having this money. Oh! Hop in the red and I bought it this Lydia again. Fly out of fifth in the traffic and Lydia again. All of my partners is popping. You know that we Lydia again. All of the fours on college. You know that we Lydia again. They don't wanna see the squad. They don't wanna see the rain. They don't wanna see a bitch up in the stars like she going out of space. Lydia 